And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. We're driving up and down the roads so just bringing you some of the best music we could find all over America. And right now, we, we, are, we are in Winfield, Kansas. Yes, we are at the Walnut Valley Festival. This feels like coming home, doesn't it? Well, it sure does. It's uh, it's just great to be back. And uh, man, we have had some fun we already. We had some fun. Start here for Land Rush. Yeah, Land Rush was a gas. A gas. And then uh, got camp set. And we've been having uh, some all-out uh, knockdown, drag-out jam great sessions. Great jams, yeah, absolutely. And fun stage shows. And uh, it's Saturday of the festival, and it's going full tilt. It really is. So yeah. we're not going to waste a whole lot. Of time tonight just talking about it. We're going to play some music. Yes, we are. We're going to get things going. And we want to get this done because we want to go play some more we, music. We want to go out and play, <laughs> some, we play some more music. Well, Why are we sitting in here? You know, people ask us, they say, Derriere's, exactly what is Americana music? Well, and we, we appreciate the question. Of course, we have an answer. Well, there's a lot of, lot of opinions. And then there's ours. ours yes, yeah. ours is, I think, the best. We like ours. And, and, and that is music with... Distinctive, Distinctive American, American roots. roots, exactly, and yeah. that could be all over the place. Oh, it's it's all kinds of stuff. It could be uh, it could be pop. Or it could be blues. It could be classical. It could be rockabilly. It could be big band pop creole. Did we say jazz? Not yet, but okay. you just did ragtime and Cajun. I he- mean, heavy metal. Well, it could be classical. It could be all those things. all those things and more. Yeah. And uh, so the format of the show is that we show up each week, each, each of us with a virtual fistful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. That's correct. That's important. That's the only rule, really. Uh-huh. And we parse them out one at a time, and we take turns starting the show. And I started last week, Leo, so you are up. I am going to talk about somebody. I don't think we've had him on this program before. His name is Riley B. King. Okay. Otherwise known as BB. BB King. BB King, oh, man. Baby. Yeah. He was he was uh, born in uh, what uh, 1925, and in a cotton plantation near the town of this. I never heard of this town before. It's called Itabena, Mississippi. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, but he was absolutely known as uh, as as BB King, and the reason uh, he got his name, I'm going to tell you about that in just a little bit. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a little more background. Keep me hanging. I'm going to keep you hanging, baby. All right. Uh, he was he was attracted as a kid to uh, the Pentecostal Church of God in Christ because of the music, basically. Mm-hmm. And the local minister used to perform with a Sears and Roebuck silvertone guitar during services. And this is one of the places where what I heard him say in an interview and what I found in research, they don't match up. Oh, really? Yeah, because it says that the minister played a silvertone guitar, which is, you know, we're familiar with silvertones. Right. Uh, they were uh, made by a Sears Roebuck company, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but out right out of his mouth, a BB says that he his first guitar was a Stella. 
Really? A red Stella. Mine was brown, Yours but was I had brown. a Stella, yeah. We know about Stella guitars. <clears throat> yeah. And he said that had a certain sound to it, you know, that cheap guitars make. He said, yeah. he, he said he attempted to recreate that sound for the rest of his career. Just something about the sound of a Stella it's guitar. It's so very plywoody. It, it's very plywoody. We're talking <laughs> deep plywood. So so anyway, and, and he was doing a show in uh, Twist, Arkansas, right? And a brawl broke out between two men and caused a fire. Oh, wow. So he evacuated with along with the rest of the crowd, but he realized he'd left his guitar inside, so he went back to get it, right? Yeah. He he said he later found out that the two men were fighting over a woman named Lucille. Oh. (laughs) So for the rest of his career, all of his guitars were named Lucille as a reminder not to fight over women or run into any more burning buildings. That's a great story. I oh, man. So, listen, he worked as a disc jockey for a while at WDIA in Memphis, Tennessee, as a singer and a disc jockey. And he was given the nickname Beale Street Blues Boy. Wow. All right. Later shortened to Blues Boy and finally to BB. B-B. Oh, cool. So, that's where he got his name, man. That's neat. And he made, I met T Bone Walker there, and he said that's what convinced him he had to get an electric guitar and just do it all the Now, listen, this is something else I found out about him. He was an FAA certified private pilot. Wow. And he learned to fly in 1963 in Chicago, and he used to fly to gigs. But in 1995, his insurance company said, nah, <laughs> we're <laughs> let's, done. Let's not do that anymore. So anyway, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987. And here's one final kind of uh, fun thing. He's considered one of the three kings of the blues guitar, along with, get a load of this, Albert King and Freddie King. All right. None of whom are blood related. Wow. The three kings of blues, man. That's cool. So I wanna, what I'm going to do is play a song. It's not necessarily one of his most famous, but it's a really good one. It's an original recording from 1950, the 78 RPM version of this song, Three O'Clock Blues. <laughs> Thank you. 
man. Oh, man. Yeah. Very smooth. Yeah, he certainly was. All right. Let's see. Oh, it's your turn. It is my turn. Um, I, I have been trying to get to this song for most of a year, and uh, we're just going to do it because it's appropriate being in Winfield. Yeah. Uh, one of our go-to jam tunes is uh, that great David Grissom tune, EMD. Yeah, it's on the progressive side. We call yeah. it uh, E minor dog, E right? minor dog, you bet. And uh, so, uh, but... I have found a really interesting recording of it, and it's a it's a recording with David Grisman and John Sebastian. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, John Sebastian is underrated. He is as a picker. He really yeah. Is. And you're going to hear that in this, it, and it's a. So of course, you know, when we get like our buddy Bob Gray playing. It, we're doing this at light speed. Uh-huh. You know, just grab a hold and hang on. Yep. This is a way different version, like you've probably never heard before. Uh oh. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, Grisman and and uh, John Sebastian. He grew up in a very conservative Jewish household in Passaic, New Jersey, and in the early '60s, he attended New York University, and he belonged to the even dozen jazz band with these people. Maria Moldar, okay. which featured yeah, her, uh-huh. and John Sebastian. Right. So he played in the bluegrass band, the Kentuckians. Yes. It was led by Red Allen, and then in a psychedelic rock band, Earth Opera, with Peter Rowan. Okay. Okay. So he moved to San Francisco, met Jerry Garcia, and appeared on the Grateful Dead album, American Beauty. Oh, that's a great album. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I mean, yeah. he's just got such a litany. It's, it's just great. He played uh, in, uh, on the... Uh, Garcia did a bluegrass album called Old Loon in the Way, and right? Another great album, yeah. all the and way through. And that was with Peter Rowan and Vassar Clements. Vassar Clements was on mm-hmm. there, yeah. When he was 17 years old, he was invited on stage by Doc Watson to join him uh, for a rendition of In the Pines. And then in in 1970s, he started the David Grisman Quintet. Yes. Okay. That's which, another great ensemble. Which is, okay, originally it was Daryl Anger, Joe Carroll, Todd Phillips, and Tony Rice. Right. So they re- re- released their first album in 1977, and their second album, uh, they uh, when they recorded for Warner Brothers Records, they included Mike Marshall, Mark O'Connor, and Rob Wasserman. Bunch of slackers. With occasional guest appearances by, <laughs> oh, I don't know, Stefan Grappelli. <laughs> Whatever. You know? Oh, I mean, just talk about, you know, rubbing shoulders with these people. It's yeah, so awesome. absolutely. So uh, now John Benson Sebastian, um, you know, he's best known as the founder of the Love and Spoonful. And then uh, he also had an impromptu appearance at the Woodstock Festival in 69. And, of course, his uh, hit, Welcome Back. From Welcome Back, Carter, right, right. from the TV series. Right. So he was born in New York also, and uh, his father was a noted classical harmonica player. But his godmother was Vivian Vance, who was Ethel Mertz. Oh, yes! <laughs> from I Love, I Love Lucy. Lucy. Uh-huh. And um, his godfather and babysitter was a guy, a book illustrator named Garth Williams. But a friend of his father was Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, man. And she lived across the hall. So, you know, (laughs) isn't this cool stuff? Oh, geez. So anyway, uh, we could talk for a long time about it. We already have. Let's jump into this. This is uh, like you've never heard it before. Slow, huh? EMD with David Grisman and John Sebastian off their album, Satisfied. Thank you. 
You know, you're right. I mean, the nice thing about that arrangement is that you can hear every stinking note. Yeah. And sometimes when we really get raucous in the campground, you know, we're just like flying through that song. It's like just hanging on. Oh, geez. Yeah. Like you're on fire. Yeah. So that that was a, a nice uh, find. I was really happy to be able to. Good call, Raj. Good call. Okay. Well, what do you got? I've got a guy. His his name is Philip Wallach Blondheim Third. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. <laughs> With a name like that, how could you not become famous? I'm, I don't know. Now, listen, I'll, before I even tell you who the guy's real name is, I'm just going to tell you a story about how he got his name. Okay. 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 This guy, he's talking, he says, um, we were working at one of the last great nightclubs, the Elmwood Casino in Windsor, Ontario, and we were part of a variety show. Three acts, dancing girls, the entire cast took part in elaborate choreographed stage productions. Wow. Okay, It was big time stuff. As you might imagine, after-show parties were not only common, but <laughs> kind of crazy. So anyway, he says, at one of these parties, I complained that nobody could understand my real name and pointed out that this was a definite liability in a profession that benefited from instant name recognition. Good point. Everybody started trying to come up with a new name for me. It was a comedian named Jackie Curtis who said he thought I looked like a Scotty dog. But, and then John Phillips, now I'll tell you how you guys know John Phillips in a minute, but John Phillips uh, said um, he, uh, Laura's, his, Laura's middle name, I think it was Laura's, his mother, whatever. Anyway, after Jackie's suggestion, he said, I don't like being called Scotty, right? Right. So everybody agreed my new name should be Scott McKenzie. Oh, wow. Now, this is a guy, his, <laughs> really his single claim to fame was the song, uh, you know, uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know. It was written basically by John Phillips, and his, uh, his relationship with John Phillips goes back to when he was a kid, uh, because he became friends with John Phillips, who was the son of, a, of a, one of his mother's friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See how that works? Oh, yeah. We didn't know anybody we like didn't that. Know anybody. No, we didn't know anybody. Well, we didn't live around no, anybody either. No, we didn't live around anybody. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, with, uh, he teamed up. He was a great songwriter. He was a good session musician. And uh, he teamed up with uh, Terry Melcher, Mike Love, and John Phillips again. And he co-wrote Kokomo. Yeah. Which was a big number one single for the Beach Boys. Beach Boys, and sure, yeah. So let's, uh, this is great, Tony. I mean, it's kind of, you know, that hippie culture thing, the summer of love and all that, uh, from 1967. And it's called San Francisco. If you're going to San Francisco
Yeah, it does. Oh, it's sure called does. San Francisco. I guess. Oh, there yeah, you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, look what time it is. Oh, yeah. We've uh, used up our time for this segment. Let's take a quick break and see what's yeah. going out in the campground. Yeah, let's do. Uh, and uh, while we're at it, we uh, probably ought to check that left, left or inside, inside duel. duel. Yeah. yeah, we better keep that up. We have or, a, we've been here for long enough. It probably needs a little attention. <laughs> probably does. All right. Okay, well, this is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. And uh, matter of fact, we had to leave a jam session to come back in here. We did, but we have a job to do. Yeah, we're going to get it done. We're going to get sure. it done. Yep. You know, people ask us, they say, Derriers, why is it that you travel across this great country of ours in that old RV that you have and you do your radio program, uh, you know, well, from, from the RV? From the RV, that's because we really don't have any other place to go. We I mean, really don't. We and, don't. You know, our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA have these things called ranches. ranches. Yeah. yeah. For instance, uh, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Dos Cabezas Mountains. You know, if he showed up here at the campsite, we would give him Dos Cervezas. We would give him Dos Cervezas. Uh-huh. We'd get double Dos Cervezas. Double Dos Cervezas if he wanted yes, to show would, up. But, but he probably won't. And, of course, our buddy uh, Alan Bailey has the Swing and Gate Ranch, but he's here at Whitfield. Yeah, he's here at Whitfield. Uh-huh. And Tennessee Jim, um, he's right close here at the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. Right, just up the road a little bit. And yep. Orrin Friesen is down here he's with here. us. He's here. We were hanging yep. out with Orrin. That's yep. good. He's yep. got the Rock and Banjo Ranch. And uh, and we've got, you know, people say, uh, well, guy, you don't have a ranch. But, well, you know, know maybe thanks we, to our pal Suzanne. Suzanne, yeah. She made it clear to us we actually do have a ranch. We do have a ranch. Our ranch is border to border and Cheek to, to cheek. Yeah, well, thank you, Ranger Doug. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, we go wherever we want to, and you know what it is? It's, it's a, a ranch, ranch without, without fences. fences. Right. And right. We, and we travel that ranch in our RV. And what's her name? Rambling Rose. Rambling Rose. Ah, Rosie, she got us all the way to, all the way to Winfield, didn't yes, she? Yes, she did. Yeah. Yep. It's, a, it's good to be here. In style. Yep. Well, listen, I think we're moving along here. Uh, I believe I played the last song. You did. So you are up. I am in a Winfield frame of mind, and so uh, I want to do uh, some bluegrass. Absolutely. And um, this is one I have had on, parked on the sidecar for a while. A guy by the name of Mike Aldrich. Oh, Mike, man. Yeah. Wow, I, I bought his first album that I ever heard, uh, one of those black flat things. You yeah. Know, when I first moved to Kansas City a long time ago. Right. Well, he was born in Washington, D.C., and uh, he attended uh, uh, and took classes in arts and design, okay? Right. At uh, Cochran College of Arts and Design. But he was inspired by his uncle, um, who had performed with Jimmy Rogers during the 1920s. Ah. Okay? 
And uh, so he started playing guitar at the age of 13, but his main influence in his early years was Josh Graves, who also sold him his first Dobro. Okay, there you go. So he graduated from the University of Maryland, and he worked as a graphic artist for a commercial art firm in Bethesda, Maryland, and then he worked for the now-defunct Washington Star News. Okay, wow. And, and remember his group, Seldom Seen? I was just going to mention that. Yeah. Uh, they played like a, a certain night of the week, every Wednesday night or whatever. At the Bershmere. The Bershmere. Yeah. Right. Hey, I got to go see him there. It was great. But it says he did not start playing music full-time until the Washington Star News folded in 1981. And he needed a job. <laughs> he needed a job <laughs> bad. <laughs> So um, I've been hanging on to this one for a while. It's a great rendition of, a, of an old rock and roll tune. Mike Aldridge from the album uh, Dobro slash blues, blues and Bluegrass, Walk Don't Run.
That's a great breakdown. Yeah, yeah, that's fun stuff. I'm, I'm glad to be able to bring that back up. And we actually use that breakdown in a song that we do. Yeah. That we recorded. Yeah, Cimarron. Cimarron. That Three Trails West does. Yeah, we put that little breakdown in the yeah. middle. It's, it's, it's yep. fun. We'll that's probably fun. do that tonight on our uh, Stage 3 show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I think it's my turn, right? Yes, it is. And uh, this is a great festival. It's they, it's not really just necessarily a bluegrass festival. It's, no. It's they took bluegrass out of the name. They did take bluegrass mm-hmm. out of the name yeah, some time ago. So they feature all kinds of acoustic music, basically. Right. And that includes the swing and the stuff that we talk about going into the show every day. Uh, but they do feature a lot of old time. Yep. Which is it's old time country, right? Which is kind of predates bluegrass even. Right. And um, there was a, you know, a couple of three weeks ago, I don't remember how long ago now, I featured um, a song by uh, Judy Hensky. Yeah. A folk singer from the 60s. That was fun. It was fun because I played the whole thing. She told the story, you know, about mm-hmm. this song and everything. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to go back just a little bit about that. The, the, uh, the song was actually came out of Scotland, I think. And uh, I think the original name it was a Young Hunting, all right? And it was actually cataloged back in the 1700s. I mean, this is an old, old wow. tune. But it, I think they said the 18th century, so yeah, the 1700s. It narrates the tale of a, uh, this guy, Young Hunting, who tells a woman who may have, you know, he may have had a, a, a child with her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was in love with somebody else. So she goes, oh, I'm sorry. But come on in here and have a few drinks and get really drunk and give me a kiss and then I'll say goodbye and then she just kills him. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Done. As you do. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about your bad breakup. So so anyway, this this song has gone through various uh, you know changes over the over the generations. The, I want to play an early early vision uh, a version of this song um, by a guy named uh, um, Dick Justice. And his version of the song had different titles, right? His version of the song is called Henry Lee. And this guy, uh, he was born in 1903, uh, and he hailed from uh, West Virginia. Now, that's old-time country territory down there. You bet. But anyway, he he did have a recording career for Brunswick Records in Chicago in 1929. And he mostly, his influence was mostly black musicians. So the music he does and his style is pretty much uh, really, you know, drawn from that. But it's a great old tune, and it's called, like I said, it's got a lot of different names, but his version is called Henry Lee. Get down, get down, little Henry Lee, and stay all night with me. The very best lodging I can afford will be far better than this. I can't. Thank you. 
dropped from your bones The girl you have in that merry Greenland Still waits for your return Fly down, fly down, you little bird And light on my right knee Your cage will be I mean, that's old-timey, man. That's very old-timey. That's cool. very old-timey. Uh, let's see. I think it's back to you, Raj. It is. Um, and and I, I'm going to feature a tune. This is a Western song. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's actually, it was written by Bob Nolan. I was not real familiar with this tune. Um, but I just want to wanna play it, and I want to see if you can identify the singer. Oh, okay. It's oh, one of those. Throwing down the gauntlet, uh-huh. huh? Okay. Okay. So it's, uh, it's from an album that was recorded in 2003. Um, by a guy that you know, but uh, it's called Pal O' Mine. Lift your feet, oh pal of mine, you know. Mine, you'll always be until we go. Mind your step, for soon you will be there. Care to 
Lift your feet, old pal of mine, you know the very long days unravel My old pal, pal of mine You'll always be until we go the happy last train to travel I recognize the voice, but I'm not placing it. It's a way out of context. Don McLean. Oh, Don McLean. So we, we've touched on him a few times. Well, you know, I, I just featured him recently, but uh, but remember because I found a bluegrass album that he did. That's correct. And I just found a western album that he did. And just to remind everybody what he's famous for: because Starry, Starry, Starry Night, Starry Vincent, Night, you know, and Vincent, and, yeah. and American Pie, American Pie, yeah. So, wow, okay. Is that a great find That is what? a great find, And that's yeah. a great tune. We need to maybe learn that one. I think so, too, yeah. Yeah. You think we got time before our show tonight? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Okay, all right. Maybe when we were younger. Yeah, right. Hey, we're, you know what? What? I think we're about out of time for I think this we segment. are, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, let's get out of here for a little bit. We'll go, uh, we, you know what? What? We still need to tidy up the campground. We do, even though yeah. we're, you know, it's, I mean. Tomorrow is moving day. Either way you look at it. Yeah. Yep. We've so, had a great time, but it's time uh, to clean and up. And I don't know if we have to apologize to anybody down here. Oh, no. they should. Some of them should apologize to us. <laughs> Could be. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. All right. Well, this is the Americana Roadshow. We're broadcasting from Winfield, Kansas on Truckers Radio USA. Hey, we're backing up. We're back. Um, and we are backing up. That's what we do because we are the derriers. We are the derriers and, and we back up. That's what we do. That's what we do. You know, we like to use this part of the show to um, uh, kindly ask uh, people, Suggest, maybe. Uh, recommend. Uh, offer some guidance. Implore. Beg. beg. Yeah, we're begging, yeah. yeah. Beg people to go to our websites yes, and, and check them out. The one for this show is um, com. And it's important that you put the, the in there. Because if you just go to derriers.com. Yeah, we're not responsible. Nope, that's it's a on whole other thing. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the one for the band is. Well, that would be 3trailswest.com with the number three. Right. And th- th- you got to put the number three in there because I don't know whether I think we'll take you to. I have no idea. I have no idea. But we're of course we're on all the uh, all the internets and all the Facebooks. All the Facebooks, every one yeah. of them, right? And if you go to those websites, uh, you will find a lot of content. content yes. And if you view it and listen, uh, we're certain that you will be contented. contented. But there's so much of it lately that you could become uh, confused. confused. And if you do, you should just. Contact, contact us, us and we'll get you straightened out. Yeah, there are contact us tabs on both websites, or you can get directly to us with our uh, uh, direct email. Uh, mine is Roger, no D, at thederriers.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, at thederriers.com. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, and you can, the other thing you can do on the thederriers.com is go to the Americana Roadshow website, or uh, tab, I should say. And uh, you can download any of our past episodes and listen to them at your leisure. On your way to Winfield. On your, in your leisure suit. In your leisure suit. Yeah. With double perfect. net. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And as our buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres without the derriers. Yeah. We appreciate it, Mike. Thank yeah, you. thanks, Mike. Uh, so, Leo, I think we are back to you. Okay. Now, listen, I'm going to talk about this guy that's kind of a mystery. Okay. All right. Uh, his name is Kelly Joe Phelps. Okay. And I picked up um, an album of his a long time ago. Um, I, this one I, I was from 1994, and uh, but just a little background of the guy. He was born in 1959 uh, in, in Sumner, Washington, and um, he's he's a musician and a songwriter. And his music has been characterized as a mixture of Delta blues and jazz. The guy's got a hell of a guitar style, 
But he grew up in Washington and he, in a blue-collar uh, farming town, and he learned country and folk songs, basically. But he also dabbled on the drums and piano because his father was a musician and kind of taught him. But he picked up his first guitar at the age of 12 and just started playing it. And um, he, uh, he first concentrated on free jazz and took his cues from uh, musicians like, you know, uh, Ornette uh, Coleman, Miles Davis, John Coltrane. He spent 10 years playing jazz, mostly as a bass player. Wow. Right? And uh, he refers to his uh, quote-unquote conversion uh, to a blues musician when he began listening to acoustic blues masters like Mississippi Fred McDowell and a guy named Robert Pete Williams. Excellent musician, by the way. We ought to feature him sometime. And uh, he initially gained notice for his uh, solo lap style slide guitar. So instrumentally, the guy's been all over the place. Wow. But he just, all, he just dropped out of sight. Uh, he, it's some, he was having problems with a condition called ulnar neuropathy in his right hand and arm. And it kind of messed him up for a while. And so he kind of took a break and quit playing, but he never really started up again. And then all of a sudden he posted a thing on his Facebook site. And he said, um, in light of many inquiries about my, uh, my whereabouts and health, uh, I just keep in mind that I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm healed up. The neuropathy seems to be healed up, but I just need some time. You wow. Know? And that's the last I heard of him. I, I, I don't think he's done anything since then. Interesting. Which is too bad, really, because the guy's an incredible musician. And you'll hear that for yourself. So I'm going to um, do this song. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Lead Me, Out, uh, Lead Me On. Uh, it's just a beautiful tune from uh, Kelly Joe Phelps.
so far away Yet I've got me a picture of my home so far away I'm guy but yeah that, that, that's, that's, a, that's really a nice stuff leo yeah that's pretty, pretty cool uh let's see your turn okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna share a tune in a in a story so remember i think it was a couple of years ago so um if you if you go to winfield do you understand what land rush is uh-huh. uh but if you don't we'll try to explain it just a little bit this festival's been going on for uh, almost 50 years mm-hmm. and people get there early because they camp in the same area every year and so uh, people get there and they get in line. And then on the Thursday before the festival, the festival starts like on, way a week in advance, a week ahead of time. They open up the gates and everybody does a land rush to right. their spot. Right. Okay. But uh, so what happens is you get there early and you, you're parked in lines and uh, you set up your lawn chairs and you play music and you meet people. That and you don't camp with now. You don't, you don't how, necessarily know. You don't know who you're going to be in with the lineup. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's super cool. And we met a guy a couple of years ago by the name of Don Richmond. Yes, we did. Remember Don? Mm-hmm. And he had a really expensive bottle of whiskey we were supposed to go help him with, and yeah, we never made we it never to his campsite. Never made campsite. it. No, uh-uh. You think it's he still has it? You think? <laughs> a, ma- a man can dream. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he gave me a couple of his CDs, and uh, he's a singer-songwriter. And uh, this is actually a live CD, uh, but it, it's uh, it, it's a song. Uh, it's about uh, somebody who's starting to uh, kind of lose their awareness. And uh, if you've ever been in that situation or known somebody like that, you'll get it. It's a, it's a really sweet tune. It's called Mr. Can You Help Me? Went to see my grandpa in the care home where he'd been. Since grandma had taken sick this time for good. Went to his apartment, found him sitting on his bed. Frightened eyes, he came to me. Here's what he said. Mister, can you help me find my mom? That's what he told me. She left me here and I don't know this place. My mama's name is Laura. My daddy's name is Al. 
If you take me back to them, she'll feed you real well. These old folks here, they're nice to me. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Mister, can you help me find my mom? He was 91. In his mind, he was only eight or ten. In this strange place he'd been left in, felt so cold. I smiled. I asked him, Grandpa, don't you remember who I am? Looked at me and shook his head. Asked me once again, Mister, can you help me find my mom? She left me here. I don't know this place. My mama's name is Lura. My daddy's name is El. If you take me back to them, she'll feed you real well. These old folks here are nice to me. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Mister, can you help me find my mom? All at once, those ninety years, he lost come a rushing back. A flood of recognition filled his eyes. His shoulders sagged a little more as he took my hands in his. Said someone still missing son, and I don't know where she is. So, Mister, can you help me find your mom? She's left me here. I don't know this place. We've been together sixty years. I can't sleep a wink without her here. Mister, can you help me find your mom? These people here—they're nice to me. They're not who I want to see. Mister, can you help me find your mom? Yeah. You know, uh, it, it just shows, you know, that you go into a festival like that, you go early, you wait, and you meet really cool people. You don't ever know who you're going to meet. You're yeah. right. And so, I, I've met people in lineup that are, you know, friends for life now. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Don. That was, uh, that was really sweet. Appreciate it. Okay, Leo. Well, I don't know exactly where to go. <laughs> uh, but I, I want to play this. This is an African-American woman who I was made um, aware of by a friend of mine. Actually, she was a real good friend of mine. She's my wife. Oh, and, how about that? And she's a, her name is Esperanza Emily Spaulding. All right. That's a mouthful, right? She's from Portland, Oregon, and she began playing music professionally in her childhood. Get a little of this. Performing as a, a violinist in the Chamber Music Society of Oregon at the age of five. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, really. And she later on became self-taught and trained herself on a number of instruments, including guitar and the bass, right? Wow. Well, as a bass player, I can tell you that learning to play the bass and sing at the same time is kind of challenging. You remember when I was first learning... <laughs> my, yes, I do. My, my phrasing uh-huh. really sucked. Yes. But she, she just didn't really, wasn't really, she wasn't focused. She wasn't really, you know, paying that much attention. Anyway, she, um, her, her mother took note that she was that good, you know, encouraged her. And, uh, but she herself credited watching classical uh, cellist Yo-Yo Ma uh, perform on an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And that's wow. kind of why it got turned around a little bit. So she went to the Berkeley College of Music. She was um, she was in, uh, uh, for her bass playing, basically. 
Okay. And she was accepted. And uh, But she just wasn't applying herself until Pat Metheny talked to her and said, look, you have the X factor. And if you just apply yourself, you can do this. So she did. She really got busy with it. So the recording I have here is uh, you, you, to see this woman you know, in person and do it. She's playing and singing this live in this thing. So just keep that in mind when you're listening. Um, it's called, the song is called Overjoyed. And uh, it was recorded in the East Room of the White House as part of a concert honoring Stevie Wonder at the Library of Congress. So it's just an amazing recording, an amazing lady. Let's just give her a listen. It's called Overjoyed. She plays the bass like a boss. Oh man, she does. That's great stuff. It's she's really something, man. Very cool. Well, well look, we are uh, we're out of time. Boy, are we ever? Yeah, and we got uh, some pals waiting outside the door to play some music. They have been really annoying. Yeah, you know, so they just we need to get going. Come out and play. Uh, but uh, oh, we need to figure out where we're going. Oh, that's right. And uh, we did not throw the dart last week because well, we, we said, knew we, we were, sent a missile. That's why we sent a missile. <laughs> so it landed right here at stage six. Uh, so it's uh, it's my turn to throw the dart. Right. And you need to get the map. Uh, give me a minute. Man, okay, we might have packed here. some stuff in there. Two weeks. Yeah. Oh, it's underneath my red ball boots. Oh, okay, good. I got, got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Put it, it up there on the on the wall. What's left of the wall. And there is a Texaco station here, so we need to stop okay. and get a new map. Let's stop on our way. Okay. Out. All right. There you go. Got it's, it? It's up. Yep. Get okay. the dart. Uh, it's in the spoon drawer. Second spoon drawer. Second spoon drawer. Okay. Right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Stand there in the circle. Okay. I'm ready. Ready? Uh-huh. One, two. Three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, oh, oh. south, a uh, little east Alabama. Oh, man. Oh, Huntsville. Huntsville? Yeah. Ooh. How about that? That could be an interesting trip. Okay, well, right. we'll pack it up tomorrow and we'll head that way. And uh, uh, about a week from now, we'll do some more of this. But we've had a great time here in Winfield. Yeah, it's been great. This yeah. has been a gas, man. All right. Well, um, so we'll be back in a week uh, right here on... Truckers Radio USA. USA. Remember, look out behind you. It's, it's the, the Dairy. dairy.